In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Hey there, everybody. How you doing? Ed Larson here from The Brighter Side. And I want to tell you about this crazy event I got going on. It's called The Great Mugshot Roast, and it's all presented by Last Podcast Network. And it's going to be on the Last Podcast Network Twitch channel. The whole thing is a benefit for The Last Prisoner Project, which is a great organization that gets people out of jail on marijuana charges. Yeah, yeah, of course, it's a no-brainer. So let's raise some money and roast some mugshots of volunteers only. Uh, I can't wait for this. We'll see you guys on September 12th. As I walk through the valley of the wow. shadow of death, oh, I take a look at my life I and realize ain't nothing left. Because I've been blasting and laughing for so Henry. long that even my mama thinks that my mind is gone. Because I never met show. a man who wow. didn't deserve it. Maybe treated, treated like a punk. Like a you punk. know, you know that's that's heard of. You better watch out where you're walking and where you're walking. Are you and your homies fucking lying to chalk? I really hate the trip, but I gotta go. As a crew, I see myself in the pistol smoke. I'm the kind of dude that little homies want to be. Be like, like on, on the knees and not say a prayers in the street. Um, we Prince have been spending most living in a gangster's paradise, haven't we? Yes. Everyone, welcome to page seven. I just and need, I was gonna sing. I need everyone I to know sing. what only I saw, but I need the listeners to know which was Jackie taking a deep breath, getting her <laughs> singing stance, which is like she gets her posture all up. I get she takes a deep breath. It. She holds out her hand like the Italian, like mama, but like it's but it's like. Mm. A choir like it's like mm, she like get like her little invisible pitch pipe that's what it is and she was like opening her mouth and then henry just came swinging in on a chandelier He's as swing. i imagine it won't be the first time won't be the last time you're being a real sia that created the movie music right hey. now henry that's hey. right hey. If you're swinging hey. on a chandelier sia had an imagination that she needed to express oh, okay God, don't and you her dare expression come on this show. <laughs> it helps everyone everybody we needs can still- we can still disinvite you from the show, Henry. It's not too late. <laughs> we will get you off the show. Uh-oh, it's it's being controlled by a brother train. I'm very chugga, scared chugga, of chugga, brother, chugga, train. brother train. I was about to sing He Ain't Heavy, He's My Brother. I was getting into it. I was gonna I was gonna give you like the real full emotion of it. And I now don't want to experience I don't want to experience emotions. Okay. My whole thing is all day. Everyone's like, uh, Henry, I know you've got to feel the emotions. 
that you're supposed to feel. And I'm like, no, I've created this strong, powerful exterior for a reason. Yes, I forget. We have almost complete opposite ways of how we live <laughs> our life. Whereas I feel every semblance of every tiny emotion. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, are we in couples therapy? No. MJ, will you be our therapist? Will you be our brother-sister therapist? I think we need one. What I'm hearing is that you guys have a lot of the same root feelings. <laughs> Very differently. What's coming up for you? That's I know how to be a therapist because you just say, what's coming up for what's you? What's coming up for you? How is it? How? Um, Interesting response. Why do you think you feel like that? Like, how, Don't. but also now in my, I do Jungian therapy, so a lot of times she has me write out scenes where I talk to myself. Are you kidding? In character voices, like not even a bit. Like I literally, I play characters in therapy where I go and like I talk to myself and I write out scenarios and stuff. It's great. I make great I can't material. That. Yeah, no, I, I can't crush possibly it handle too that. much. Like an she laughs class sometimes for me. That sounds like it makes me feel like I'm in What About Bob with all the different puppets. She <laughs> loves me. I know I'm her favorite client, but she won't say it because I've asked. Her. Oh, my therapist tells me I'm her favorite. And that's a lie. If she comes, if she comes out and say that, though, that might be a lie. Though she might say that to everyone. No, I don't think <laughs> that she would. She loves me, <laughs> Cindy. <laughs> You've, she's got some splaining to do. <laughs> yep. Are you your client, your therapist's favorite, MJ? I now I feel they've never told me that I'm their favorite. I usually you put asked? some jokes in there. I make it funny. Asked. No, you. I mean, I'm. You guys are both making me feel like we have very different therapy experiences. <laughs> I just, I just mostly just cry, and then they're like, "Uh huh, what's coming up for you?" And then I have to explain why I'm crying. Mm. Henry's over here doing an act out. She asked Jackie's me. He's over here. <laughs> it's not. It's not me coming in with this shit. I I do the bits right, and then she'll say stuff where she's like, "Well, this isn't a comedy show, Henry." She doesn't <laughs> like the bits. Both of our but, therapists don't like. They don't need the bits. Do you do bits too, Jackie? Yeah. Well, because then she she's like, "You're hiding behind humor." I was like, "That's my whole fucking life, Cindy." What do you think I do, Cindy? We're all hiding behind humor, but for some reason that has never once occurred to me to try to make a joke in therapy. I'm not like the most serious I've ever been. I don't think that they even know that I... I don't even know if they know anything about my life in comedy. <laughs> I'm just like, it's time to be serious. No, I think it's important because honestly, I pepper it in there. But, if, you know, I, as you go, I try to do it. But uh, what I appreciate, because I, I honestly, I don't know if I'd stay with her if she didn't laugh at all. I think I would feel weird. But she laughed? Because my last therapist who I did fire. Oh, yeah, crush wow. it. Wow. I crush it. <laughs> you should. You pay her. Yeah, I think that automatically means you crush it. <laughs> I want those laughs. I want. It's <laughs> <laughs> such a different experience. Wow. Well, and one of my uh, grad school classes this year is individual counseling. So I'm actually going to learn Whoa. the skills of how to actually interview someone. And like, it, it turns out it, it is more than just saying what's coming up for you. Ooh. But so I watch out. Fix because us. You're going to be talking to me and you're not even going to realize. And I'm going to be like paraphrasing and I'm going to be reflecting your feelings, but I'm going to be avoiding asking questions and it's going to be all, I'm, I'm going to be using strategic silence. No, no I hate the show, you like you're mad. <laughs> it's not, it doesn't lend itself well to podcasts. So I'll probably keep that one for when we're in okay. person. Well, you just let me know when you're ready to fix it. <laughs> I am ready. In fact, Henry and I actually, we um, interviewed an FBI profiler yes. for the LPN show, which totally check out Candace DeLong's episode with us. And she is like a very famous criminal profiler. And um, the entire time, all I could think about was like, 
what does she think about me? What does she think about me right now? Oh, yeah, I asked straight up. I was like, are we good? Like, I asked, do you think that we're good? Like, are we lying right now? And she's like, that's not really what I do. And I was like, you, that's a lie. She's not a very, she's not a silly head, if you could imagine. Oh, but as as somebody who analyzes, like, people and behavior, having you two as the interviewees must have, or as the interviewers, just be like, we're a brother and sister team. <laughs> we're real wacky. We talk about serial killers <laughs> and pop culture. <laughs> Honestly, I felt like we did good. We did code switch with her. We walked in. We kind of like acted like we weren't like that for a little bit. Mm, and yeah. then I'd start to seed it in. Yeah. And she joked every once in a while. She did technically ask me out to dinner. Oh my God, Henry. No. Nothing but <laughs> yes. Um, I think that you should. Well, you know what? Also, the person that was bagging up my groceries the other day asked me out on a date, and I said, "Thank you so much. I really appreciate it." And then I found out it's just because he hoped I had a dog. Wow. <laughs> what? I don't know. I wasn't buying dog food. How'd, yeah. How'd you, you find to, out? You, did you do an investigation? Um, he tried to bring my groceries out to the car. And he's like, oh, don't you have a dog out here? And I was like, what? no. And I was like, do you think I'm someone else? He's like, no, you just looked like the kind of person that would have a dog. And I was like, what? thank you. It sounds I don't like, maybe like this. he was a serial killer. Yeah. I think that he was going to kill me. Yeah. yeah. So now I can never go back to a Ralph's ever again. <laughs> oh, God. Very difficult. I thought you going to have a dog. <laughs> you look like the kind like of person that. who was going to have a dog. You he just sticks out of my brain, though. <laughs> because why would he say it? Like, I don't, I don't, what do you say to that? There is not, if there is a type of person who looks like they would have a dog, I don't think that's you. I think that's a person wearing, like, Patagonia, Ooh, yeah. you know. I mean, a- L.A., everybody has a dog. We have all replaced dogs with children, for, with uh, vice versa. We've all replaced <laughs> children with dogs. So literally, I think that he just saw you and assumed that maybe you did. I guess that's fine, or whatever. It's just a strange flirting like position. That's a strange way to flirt with somebody. Yeah. Well, I thought maybe you'd be a person who likes feet <laughs> or like some weird thing. <laughs> that's me. That's why all of a sudden I was just like, I'm good. Thank you though. Because like he was like kind of following me out and was like, no, no thank I you. don't. No, thank I you. I don't have. And then all I could think of was the criminal profiler that we talked to it was like, mm-hmm. that's the man that was going to try to kill me at 2 p.m. at the Ralphs. Yeah. Hey, that's why I always rememorize what every man looks like that speaks to you. <laughs> that's not scary at all. Tell <laughs> that to the criminal profiler. Call her, make her, tell her to make a note. Oh, it's she, she, made us, <laughs> she made us afraid of old people. Like she said that old people gives candy to people and will try to trick people in there to poison them. But then she's like, help old people. And I was like, which do you want us to do? Which do you want us to do? And she didn't answer it. And that's all right. And I don't, it, you know what? I'll, it, I'll, she just, I've been, I can't stop thinking about her. I can't stop thinking about yeah, her. Yeah, I mean, I like basically only watch the types of shows that this type of person goes on. Yes. You know, I just watch oh, yes. like the Oxygen channel Ooh. for some reason. It has turned into just exclusively stories about murder. Just and murder. People who are like, my job is to understand why people are murderers. And so as soon as I saw you guys describe this LPN episode, I was like, I... I probably will recognize this person if they go on any oh, of these types of shows. She's on Deadly show. Women. Yeah, her show's, she's got the show Deadly Women, if you've ever seen that fun. show, which is just teaches women how to kill men. Pro. 
And then they have the, it's good. It's honestly very useful. And what was the other one that's called like- Facing Evil. Uh, big Pants. Mm. Oh, yes. Yeah. Facing Evil with Candace DeLong. And she looks I thought great. it was the Big Pants crimes where it's all just Jinko-based crimes. What happened in my pants? I just <laughs> imagined that they were literally inside of the pants. Like, the pants are so big, I can commit crimes while I'm inside yes. of it. All of his bodies were found inside his pants. And I wonder- how many bodies are going to be found after, you know, more people start watching the He's All That trailer. I did not include that in this week's um, list of things because I'm trying not to yell about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to talk about I, it. Yeah. Because sometimes I don't know whether we're, we as an institution of page seven are going to love something or going to hate it. And sometimes I watch something and I'll be like, that was fun. And then I'll look at the email and you'll be like, this makes me want to well, kill Zabrowski's somebody with my bare hands. Well, I don't, maybe I'm speaking for Jackie and I shouldn't. Don't you dare speak for me. I'm sorry, I should never do that. Remakes, I'm weary of. Yes. Depending on what their goals are, right? Because it depends on what you want out of a remake. Are we just really, tar are we really trying to fix the whole thing? Henry, but how do you feel about the fact that Addison Ray's name in this movie is Paget? That P is reprehensible. G-E-T-T. -T. No one should be named after a, I mean, that's a gnome name. Paget. You sounds like someone who's a talking, that's a talking tree stump. Her name in is a Paget. fantasy movie, yes. That is not a woman's person's name. That's not a person's name, that's a human's name. I cannot recommend enough if you even want to watch He's All That. Really, you have to watch Trixie and Katya watch He's All That. It is an eight minute long YouTube video of Trixie, Mattel, and Katja from RuPaul's Drag Race essentially giving us a too long didn't read of oh, the movie. Oh, that's good. He's All That. That's very and good. And it's everything I wanted. And that's when I first heard the name that her name is Paget in it because like, they what? went crazy at the fact that her name is Paget in it. So it's hard, right? Because obviously She's All That <laughs> is a movie that we all feel a great deal of nostalgia for, but yes. it is also trash. It's, yeah, and it's so not a classic. Do, no. It's a, it's, it's, yeah, it wasn't good at the time that we, it was only, it's, we all know it because we all made fun of it at the time. Like yes. we all, it was one of the rare mainstream rom-coms that even when it came out every it was like everyone's first introduction to like criticism like be, to be like she just took off her glasses like everyone <laughs> knew that <laughs> like that was everyone thought it was trash and so to take a kind of like famously trash movie but it's not like camp trash it's no. just like actual trash but still very popular and like important to everyone's like who is of a certain age you know high school growing up experience and then to remake it so it's so the trailer is very bad, but I'm having a hard time differentiating. Is it bad because the story is very bad? It's the original story they're trying to remake, or is it bad because all of the actors in it, with the exception of the kid from Cobra Kai, are Tanner all bad? Tanner Buchanan, who I love. I love him so much. I love him so much. He is Sean from Boy Meets World. I feel like oh, he yeah. is the '90s. Yeah. He is our like reaching back. The fact that all of pop culture is just reaching back, like trying to resurrect the dead corpse of the '90s. Like he is. The actual embodiment. People our age are the executive producers of these shows. Exactly. Yes. So everybody in, we are in now these making, rooms is not, from born in 1982 to 1987. Yes, everybody is, the, they are the ones making these creative decisions and they are burying 
our childhood just bludgeoning in it. a grave. They're taking these things and they're and honestly, I'm I'm fine with it. I'm, uh, please hire these these old actors. Hire <laughs> these old these actors from the, the, the early 2000s. I think it's important because it keeps them from doing crimes. <laughs> it's going to give them keep them engaged and and busy. But when it comes down to it, is there not a new bad story? That can be told. But isn't She's All That technically also based on Shakespeare? You know, I get it. It is. It's I'm going to throw it out there. It's loose. Mm. <laughs> and I'm excited that they, they brought back the parents as something that we mourn on Riverdale Roundup Weekly, MJ and I, of the fact that they've taken our hot mommies and daddies away. And it's difficult because I don't want to just look at the youngs. I want to look at the olds as well. Too young. Yes. And, um... Freddie Prince Jr. looks great. Yes, he's very tight. I think that they, I think, very tight. Very excited about he and his wife's love because he and Sarah Michelle Geller. I think today they celebrated their like 19th wedding anniversary. That's which, weird. Where does the time go? <laughs> That's, oh, I'm happy for them. They're like the the last couple standing. Honestly, I can't believe that that sham marriage is going <laughs> yeah. and it's great. I think that they're out there. They love each other. I hope that they still make love to each other. That would be really nice. I hope that they do. I think it's not a sham because she was like the hottest, hottest, hottest of her. Oh, she's looking better than ever. Oh, it's like Megan Fox is hotter now than she ever was when she was younger. She is getting, she's turned into a crispy milk. Yes. And I think it's great for all society. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I love how much you love their relationship as well. Oh, me? I follow, well, that's one of my like sneaky Instagram follows is that I sort of follow Machine Gun Kelly, I can't stand his fucking music, right? And and Megan Fox, like, except for Jennifer's Body, which is an incredible movie, she does not have a great track record when it comes to acting. Really? But their life is fascinating. Yeah. The two of them. Well, it's just something about how, like, it's two people. Like, I think MGK is younger than us. I think that it's, I think that he's, like, maybe, like, 28, 29. Like, he's not that old. And with her, she's, like, my age. And, like, just watching her, like, because they hang wow, out like 17-year-olds. Oh, wow. Um, they hang out like 17-year-olds in a they way that, that I haven't they seen do. adults hang out. Like, she, like, he walks into clubs, like, acting on normal, signing autographs. Well, she is straddling his waist, holding him up like this. I mean, like, well, it's it's just amazing. They're very passionate. Like, it always cuts to her listening to her his music and concert, like, acting shit out. And like mouthing all the words and stuff. And so she's very supportive, especially on camera. I think I love their and love. And then, when, yeah, their love is... It burns bright. I feel like what you're describing is what um, like Chrissy Teigen and John Legend kind of were going for, you know? They were trying, that was what they were shooting for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I completely understand that the, I I like shipping a, like a certain fun, especially like Mm. two people that openly lust for each other still. It's why I love Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet. I love the fact that he had been in love with her forever he got her they have an open thing together they are very open about that with each other and they just they lust for each other yeah because they slap bits right to it but who do you think are the like what it comes down to who do you think are the other people that they they slip it in for Ooh. like do you think it's the bellboys do you think it's waiters do you think it's podcast comedians <laughs> do you think that it's like like who 
Who would be able to cut the mustard? I don't know. Mr. Momoa, would you like to come over and have a discussion? <laughs> All I know is that if he's being with my sister, he better fucking marry her. Oh, no, I don't need to be married. Momoa, I don't need to be married. <laughs> marry my sister. <laughs> you don't have to. Take me on vacation. It does seem a lot of the, um, a lot of the blinds is that it is people that like, he just meets in bars. And we've had people write in talking about like times that they have spent with Jason Momoa where he just likes to have fun with people. Yeah, man. What a You life. mean have sex with them? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. You know, <laughs> spending time with them. But speaking it's not of the that, a swing set. It's not like them hanging out and him just being like, this is all I need. Maybe just it pushing is. somebody on a swing. He's not just going to go get a hamburger with somebody. No. He's talking about squish. So you're going to make it big. Yeah, but if you're going to talk about making it big, we have to talk about, because we didn't have the episode last week, Zoe Kravitz and Channing Tatum. I am, you know what? It makes my it makes my heart sing. It makes you big. think about Channing Tatum becoming friends with Jason Momoa and Lenny Kravitz, because we all know Lenny Kravitz and Jason Momoa are good friends. First husband, second husband, best friends. So what's going to happen now that Channing Tatum's in the mix? I, maybe they'll all start to kiss. So is, is Channing Tatum then would be like their son-in-law? Yeah. I think so. Ah, that's Yeah, fun. I wouldn't. Yeah, I guess it's fine. It is fine. I don't have any emotions for Channing Tatum, but I do like that they are they they are playing with the press oh, quite yeah. a bit. Like it's all like a game that they're doing where it's like they're do like she's doing the uh, she's laughing like my therapist laughs like <laughs> like on the street, and that's nice to see what they do because that's like she's signaling. Like very much so, which is really good. They seem to really enjoy each other. He sort of is, he's starting to kind of look like Shrek. Whoa. But like handsome, he's got, he's getting really thick. He's got the cauliflower ears and he's got the bald head. So he's got a little bit of a Jason Statham vibe going on. Are you not into Jason Statham? I was going to say, that's a pro. Jason Statham is like the ideal of his type. I liked Wrath of Man. He actually, Wrath of Man was not bad. The first half of that movie is garbage. Guy Ritchie is, needs to stop, but technically he turned that movie around. Guy, Jason Statham actually showed his star power in that film in a way that I haven't seen him do in quite a, a long period of time. Oh, My appreciation right. for Channing Tatum is just a singularly from Magic Mike, and maybe that's very dated. I'm sure he's done other nice things since then, but it's just like, so. oh, that endeared you to all of us forever, and I think that you're just good now. Like, you don't have to do anything else. You're well, good. Well, and he, also, it is like gave. the word on the street that he is apparently a very nice Guy. Right, he has like an ex- exceedingly good reputation for like a big neck hot boy. Hottie, yeah. No, I've heard he's very nice. I heard he's very funny, and he's just he he seems to be cool. He does seem to be cool, unlike B.J. Novak, who seems to be a bit of a player. Oh. <laughs> Where yep. are you getting? B.J. Novak's a player. <laughs> he's out Where? with a different girl every fucking night, and all oh, the girls are no. starting to cry for Novak. Cup. Well, that came from Dumois. Because they went through a whole thing where they, uh, they all of the girls that are all simultaneously dating B.J. Novak at one time all realized, oh, I also just went on a first date with B.J. Novak. <gasps> so they created a secret Facebook group no. where they all got together to put together notes on what their dates were like That's with him. Horrifying. Because well, he's a fucking, he's a player. 
And when it comes down to it, if you're going to apply yeah. the fucking guy, you have to understand other people could shift the fucking rules on you. Bro. You got to be ready yeah. to, to well, for women to organize. I know this the, between the big neck discussion and this discussion. I know I'm a little bit late sometimes to cultural things, but I did just finish F Boy Island. I'm watching and- F Boy Island, too. Oh, God, thank God. I was like, because I know it's not, we don't have to talk about it, but I feel like it's a very refreshing shift in reality shows yes. from pit, like women fighting over men to like women are just like together. There's no fighting between the women. They're all just like, fuck this guy and fuck that guy. And I think that it's like absolutely uh, extremely satisfying turn for reality shows to have made to have it be women uniting together to find the shitty guys. Nikki Glaser's nailing it. She's like she really knows job. how to do the tone of She's these shows. She's so good. It's so funny, but the one thing about that show that honestly it's like difficult for me is the concept of being surrounded by 16 hooting men. Like those men, I was like that's a lot of masculine energy that I was like I'm a I'm a ladies man type like I I like more of I don't like like less of a mask energy coming at me because it's all fucking a lot because it's just a bunch of guys like reeking a cologne can you imagine cock shell necklaces on all on top of each other being like yeah because there's got to be a lot of cologne yeah it's a lot of cologne all of them doing the pump ups with the wooden like things it's just a lot at once and i'm just like sometimes because that one girl's really tiny it's very porny the whole thing is very porny it's just like it feels like it's a it just is the premise is like what if there was a gangbang but it was a game instead you know yes but honestly, if they got to figure, I mean, I've seen those films before. I've seen these documentaries, <laughs> and I know that it happens all the time, and they're spontaneously sometimes, and sometimes it looks fairly organized. <laughs> but these guys are very like, but it's it, that. But Epo Island is really interesting about the idea of of also that this concept of trying to talk to because let's be honest. They're all F boys. Whoa! Right, and also, how many times do we have to say the term F boy in a show? I know. I. It, it, it was a lot. And I would assume that they were only allowed to say the word fuck so many times, which is mm-hmm. why they said F-boy instead. I did like the fact that they brought, like, the, like, conversations about, like, why mentally they are, that they act the way that they act. Mm-hmm. I think that's a lot of fun. But also inherently, yes, the joke is of, like, well... How many people have you ever been with that were like, no, no, I'm a nice person. Don't you see that's actually the worst of them all? Because if you think you're a nice guy or a nice girl or a nice person, odds are sometimes you're not. And you are just so unaware of what a horrible piece of shit you are yeah. that you think that you are a good person. Yeah, and you've got a persecution complex. The, yeah. the, the love bombing thing is really interesting because OG Jared told Zakia, is what her name, Nikia, Nikia. He told, uh, OG Jared told her that he oh, started like, I'm falling for you. This whole I'm falling for you thing. And then all the other F boys said the same thing, being like, that's called, he's feels like it's slipping away and he's throwing the emotions in there. And they're like, I've done that 10 times. I've told a million girls I love them. I, that's what I do. It's I just tell them that I'm feeling this feeling that I've never felt. And he kept saying this, like, he's like, no, like, that's the thing. Like, I'm falling. And the thing about falling is you can't control how fast it goes because you're falling. Gravity, gravity's like faster than you walking. You know what I mean? You can't even run faster than gravity takes you. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that OG Jared is, I actually think, like a very bad person. And I think he might be the worst person I've ever seen portrayed on a reality show because he's even worse than Garrett. Much worse. 
Garrett is the is the biggest fuckboy, but like OG, like I feel like actually the one thing I don't like about this show is that it is like a handbook for how to manipulate somebody yes. with low self esteem. <laughs> like and and, and uh, OG Garrett is just like the most manipulative. Like I really I I that was the one thing I did not enjoy about the show is like this is actually very bad this isn't like fun bad it's like very 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 bad but i think it's important for viewers to see it because maybe in a way they could see themselves in the same situation this dude hits you with the love you love you baby right when it comes down to it being like but do you know me because that's what the other guy hit him when he started saying i'm falling for you and then they're uh what's his name colin the other fbi right he was like what's her last name what's her last name <laughs> and she couldn't he couldn't tell her and it's just being like how do you love somebody you don't know their fucking last name ebay motors is here for the ride elbow grease and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own led headlights spoilers whatever you need eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Well, sometimes love finds a way. And now they're just they're all just upset, you know, because he fell first. Whoa. I'm pro OG Jared. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, he's a very scary man. No, I like that one nice guy. That other guy that's with the short girl. <laughs> There's the big guy. I really couldn't even tell you most of their names. I, I just like know this. like I can identify them. I this is how I am with all reality television shows, though, where it's like I have nicknames for them. Like, I watched my MasterChef, right? And, like, last night they got rid of who the woman I was calling Lori Vallow, right? Who is this cult leader woman that, like, I, I just know her as Lori Vallow. There's white woman who's doing great. Um, there's big, sweaty Italian guy. Ooh, um, I like him. There's Sue. I know Sue's name. There's the other guy with the accent. I know, like, that's how I know it. <laughs> and that's why, but these are the things that we keep inside when we're watching things. What are you talking like, about? This is how I talk through. about This is what I talk about it when I watch it. Because Natalie doesn't watch all of these things with me. These are, that's my side quest. I watch these things because it's got nothing to do with murder. Really? You watch um, these shows alone? I don't have to retain any knowledge. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. These are my burner shows. These wow. are my burner shows. I had to stop watching maths because... Maths made me sad in the last season when what's his name with the beard told the woman he slept with twice in the first night that he didn't find her physically attractive and that bummed me out. So I had to stop watching the whole season. It was real rough. Married at First Sight has been getting a little dicey with um, who they have on the show. But then it has a lot to do with pandemic, because if you think about it, it's like, you know, they had to keep making content. So they're they're doing this. And even though like someone obviously doesn't really want to keep doing it, they're like, well, do you want to get paid? Yep. So you have to keep doing it. And so it got a little yucky. I completely hear you, Henry. And in fact, I think that there's a lot of yuckiness wrapped in a lot of content that is coming out nowadays, including Donda. I think that we have to talk about it at least a little bit. Please, because I need a Donda explainer. Did you guys follow any of his live stream shit? 
Did you watch any of it? Nah. Because he had this one bit. There was a couple of things that he did that were really interesting where he had that that jacked dude who played. He was like Black Batman. Like this guy who was walking around in a full 1989 Keaton Batman outfit just like hanging out while he was like living in that amphitheater, which is also one of the funniest like cultural things ever. Like Kanye living in that amphitheater, quote unquote, finishing Donda. Where it's like, did you ever see the picture of the room he was staying in? No. It's so funny. So he stayed there for about three weeks. He rented out the amphitheater to do these listening parties. And the yeah, first yeah, listening yeah. party, it just involved him standing Oh, when he was doing stage. the push-ups? Yes. That's the yes. live stream. But he was just standing on stage while Donda played. And then he just like stood up, posted up. Everybody just stared at him. They listened to Donda. Everybody left. Then they did these live streams where he was saying he was finishing the album from within the amphitheater that he was renting day by day by day as if it was a hotel, <laughs> sleeping in the basement of it to the point where it's like there was a lot of Phantom of the Opera <laughs> jokes <laughs> like happening. <laughs> because I love he a good Andrew Lloyd Webber joke, though. <laughs> it's so good. It cut to a shot of like, this is where a Kanye sleeping. And I swear to God, it was a twin cot you see two pairs of his highly experimental Yeezys, like the ones that are barely shoes, like in the corner, like like I do in a hotel, like literally I put the shoes out, he had his clothes hanging up on a little clothing thing, and he had like a computer open, and you saw like a bag of like granola and a couple of empty smart waters. And I was just Jesus. like, this is his whole life. Yeah. He's just living like a fucking maniac, like very stripped down. But I guess if you take a look at his house, that is exactly also how he lives at home. I mean, look, it's obviously how he designs his clothes as well. And not to be like this, but he's design wear is not for me. <laughs> no, I me neither. Like, but Yeezy's are the number one me. shoe in the world. It's a billion dollar industry. And I'm sure that it's very comfortable. But now he's doing this whole line with Gap. And it is just like, I don't know if like, I think it is, I guess, smart for Gap because, I you know, of trying to broaden what they give. But because in, in my brain, Gap is still for the people that wouldn't go on a date with me in our small town in Florida. I think Gap vaguely chuggy. Yeah. Is it chugtastic? Yeah. But I think that chuggy people also really like Kanye, right? They I think do. like white douchebag men love Kanye. There's a lot of variance degree of douchebag. Yeah. You know I mean, I want to say the diverse, there's a diverse douchebag group that likes his stuff. And I also think a lot of, I mean, it's, I, I, you know, you can play the tape. There are many in page seven, especially circa like 2014, uh, like when Yeezus came out when I was like, he, the way that people talked about Kanye back then, I thought was really annoying and frustrating because he was, a, he's obviously a maniac, but also he's like a genius. And I was like, everyone's talking about him like he's a fucking idiot, but he's, he's not. not an idiot. He's just eccentric. And I, and you know, and I like, I'm not like the hugest Kanye head, but you know, I feel like he, I felt like there was, there was such a rush there at the time. I felt like there was such a rush to dismiss him and to not acknowledge that he was a very talented artist. I have, I have gotten off the train of defending Kanye since the <laughs> Trump stuff because I was like, gone no so way. far past it. Yes. But now he's seen in this light of like, yeah, I think that the music is really sick. 
But and that this is all can be seen as it is performance art. Right. It is the way like his brain wants this to be un- unraveled. And I'm like, hell yeah, I support all that. But then he has Marilyn Manson on stage and he brings the baby on stage. And it's like, totally. well, now you're ma- and I understand the idea of like freedom of speech. Yeah. But the freedom to be himself, like to have a professional who he wants, But it is. He's a contrarian. And it's That's the, the three of them standing on the patio of the remake of his childhood home where it's like, I you're mean, obviously it's like, that is awesome. But you are making a, such a fucking point. Yeah. With Marilyn Manson and baby on the fucking patio. Yeah. You know. That I can't. He is. He's a contrarian. I do believe that. And this is the problem is that on some level, when I look at this type of activity and what he's doing, he is, I think that he's obviously incredibly talented and he has some long view. He has some view that we don't understand. Yeah, I I do still think that's true. I think that, yes, I don't think so either anymore. (laughs) I think that his his indulgence, he's a very indulgent artist. Right, which is like you know, some of my favorite artists are highly indulgent. David Lynch, right? Nick Cave, these type of people that like they alienate people. They have like a thing that there. Some people get it, some people don't. But the thing about Kanye is that I feel that the the contrarianism is getting emptier and emptier. Yes, that like it's it's holding less weight 100%. because it is not it's not as filled with intent. I think for a while, everyone thought like, oh, Kanye works in mysterious ways. Now we're starting to see, I think he might just be, they think the word is, the term is out of touch. Is that he's lost a little bit of the, like, because all artists, true brilliant artists, kind of do both, right? In my mind, they have highfalutin ideas, but then they can also ground it in a way that make it like, Huge, right? Well, that's like what he does best. Donda, I try to listen to it. It's fairly incomprehensible. <laughs> like it's, it is a lot of like, in my mind, and maybe I'm crazy. Obviously I don't get it or whatever. It seems to be, he's saying, this is the future, but I'm like, but I but don't I'm understand in the present it. And I'm I, already confused. And I don't know. It's the same thing with the shoes, right? Like he's got the shoes that look like beehives and they're interesting up to a point, like, I like the idea of it. I think it's cool. But have you ever tried one on? Like, No, are they comfortable? I, I don't know how to really describe it. They're like foam. So they crunch. Whoa. So it's like, as you put them on, like, they're not, they, they're fall apart. They'll fall apart. Whoa. Like, they're not good. Those highly, the weird ones, they fall apart. And the Yeezys, I'm too hard on my shoes. I need my J's. Yeah, you love your jumping festival. I love my jumpings. <laughs> he's got to jump. Yeah, I and I just wish I've always been only on the edge of ever understanding or like loving Kanye. Like I never have done the deep dive, but like I, so I remember there was this clip going around. I think he was on maybe Jimmy Kimmel in in 2014, maybe uh, of him being like talking about like how he wanted to make a leather jogging pant and like nobody was like, you know, he had this whole thing where he was like, nobody trusts me. Nobody believes me. Like I have this vision for fashion. He won though. He was correct about that. But he was right at that time. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, and and so, so, and I've like, 
he was, and everybody played that clip and was like, he's insane. What is he talking about? Leather jogging pant. Of course, now what is extremely normal? A leather jogging pant. Oh, so yeah. it's like, he actually sometimes is, yes. this is the thing about Kanye. It's like, man, sometimes it sounds like you're making no sense, but it turns out you're actually, you actually do have a coherent vision. You see the future. <laughs> you can see what we need and what we're going to want. Right. But well, other a, times, I find, I feel that he, him as a fashion designer is becoming way more, he's way more on the money as a fashion designer than he is as a musician, which sounds like it's what he wants. But I mean, this is me talking as a person that is not a huge uh, hip hop empresario. What? That's a word I'll use. I'm not someone. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I just don't feel like no. uh, maybe I don't particularly understand. So obviously fucking I'm a moron. I don't fucking know. But when it comes to fashion, like at least I, I'm fucking trying to be a hype beast every day of my fucking life, bro. Every fucking day I'm trying to be out of here fucking hyping it up. I'm trying to be fucking extreme. So I look at his stuff, but I'm still like, I'm not quite yet. I'm not ready yet to dress like George Carlin from uh, Bill and Ted's uh, bogus journey. Although you're going to look great once you start. I'll get there. <laughs> No, all of it, you're right. And it's like, I think that it's part of it is just me getting older, being like, I don't understand how the youngs wear things like that. But this kept coming up time and time again when we used to watch Project Runway in the same way of like watching these things of like, oh, that's going to lose. And then, oh, oh that's not going to, that's not going to be the, and then they would always win. And I'm just like, well, I just obviously don't know anything about fashion and that's okay. I am making a pledge to myself, and this is true, I'm trying to do this, that every decade that I'm alive, my goal is to go to a place at some point and say, will you find, make me an outfit where I am modern? Like make me give, I want to each generation. Wow. I'm going to get like, I'll wear what I normally wear all the time, but then I will go to a place and say like, what's put the fashion shit on me. I want to see what it looks like now that I'm 50, <laughs> now that I'm 60, now that I'm 70. I want to try to stay in and be like, just put the, like, I may not get it, but put the clothes on me and then let's see how I feel about it. See, my plan is to just, it worked when I was still, you know, in person in schools because the young people would just kind of, I just kind of was able to absorb it. Now I'm going to have to wait till I get a job in schools again and or till my own children are middle schoolers and they can shame me for how out of touch I am and embarrassing I am with what I wear. You know, it's never out of touch though. A smile. You got your <laughs> jeans and they're not going to take my fucking tight jeans from me. They're not going to take my tight jeans from me. I don't give a fuck what any of these these little children say. Because <laughs> first of all, I dare you to try to pull them off my legs. <laughs> if these kids want to come and try to peel my jeans off my tiny little legs, then oh, have at it. I, I don't want to. what you're to. saying is illegal. Yeah, I'm no, just I don't, saying, I don't think it's good. this is a challenge. This is me fighting them, Jackie. Oh, this is them trying them. to steal my pants and me beating them, me punching them as they try to grab at me, don't, attacking don't them. <laughs> arresting them, zip tying them, <laughs> doing what I have to do because there's more of them than me. You're right. They are going to come after you in hordes in the same way that they're dealing with these sexually aggressive dolphins. We've been talking about this. Is this is the story with. you can't let pass this week. I cannot. Of course, there are other links. Yeah, we should probably talk about Mike Richards. Oh, yeah, Mike Richards is so stupid. to Jojo Siwa. I, the Mike He's Richards so thing stupid. Is so fucking, no one knew who he so, was three weeks so ago. Funny. No one gave a fucking shit who he was. And, and then he decided his whole career. It's is so over. funny. The idea of being an executive producer. You're so much more important than the host. Why the fuck would you want to go down to being talent? You're the executive producer. You're in charge of everything. You could have made it anybody. You always wanted to You could have be it. a robot. Well, guess what? No one wanted you to do it. Everybody sucks. And it's almost like he forgot. No, no, he just sucks at it. It's almost like he forgot that he was doing all of this shit 
in front of people. In front of other people. <laughs> that he was and like, the fact oh. that like the Jeopardy host was such a big job that everyone was talking about it. And who's going to be the next one? You did this big advertising thing of like, oh, we're going to like swap out all these hosts and we're going to find the best one. And then you name yourself the host. It's not going to like if you're going to do that, you better have a pristine record. And also you should have worked at Jeopardy for longer than you did. I don't know. And it's just uh, you don't have any stake in it. And then the fact that you have a weird past. The thing is, if you don't have a pristine record, the main thing is be funny or be good at the job. Like if he was great at the job. It'd be a different story altogether, but he sucked. Yeah, like Alex Trebek, not funny, no. but great at the job. Great at the be job. Be great at the job. And he always made you say, like, Guatemala. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we had the accent and stuff. That was always great. It Loved made me it. feel international when I was watching it. But, you know, and then, you know, who I don't, I don't feel bad for. Whoa. But who got the real short end of the stick is Mayim Bialik who after the first series of controversy and then they call her into B number two and now she's trying to do all of these like press things being like, yes, I am happy to be the co-host of Jeopardy. <laughs> like she doesn't even understand what her role is on the she show. She can leave too, as far as I'm concerned, man. She's got all sorts of wacky views about home births. Yeah. You know, she said that some, she said, I don't personally believe this, but some people in uh, the community that she is a part of believe that if the child can't survive a natural delivery, then they evolutionarily weren't meant to survive. Yes. And so it's not. Yeah, that's that's how it works. Yeah. That's why we have science and home, medicine and why birth. we not have Not even glasses. a natural delivery, but a home birth. Yeah. So yeah, a birth, yeah, yeah. if they can't. So I do cancel not. Cancel Jeopardy. That, Just cancel yeah. the show, man. Yes. New my, show. Mayim Bialik is like the second worst choice after Mike Richards. Yeah, and she'd also written that op-ed in the Times, like during like the height of the Me Too movement that was like, but he never did anything to me. Like, <laughs> I, uh, Again, it's not about doing? being, I think that there should be allowances for people to not <laughs> be know? perfect. Don't I don't do think that. that you have to be perfect. No, I don't of course not. You have to like this always is, be on the money with all of your takes. But again, you got to be good at the job. Don't and be you like vaguely be... into eugenics and against C-sections, you know? Like, <laughs> the I, idea that, yeah. <laughs> it is an unpopular stance. Yeah, eugenics should be a canceler. Yes, Are, is cancel culture run amok? Perhaps sometimes. Yes. Eugenics, cancel it. Cancel, yes, cancel eugenics. It. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm with that. You know who it should be, man? Some kind of robot. That's what you mean. Remember Deep uh, Blue? or the dolphin. I mean, I wanted to talk about the sexually aggressive dolphin. I think the dolphin should do it. That they would be a se sexually aggressive dolphin would be a perfect host for Jeopardy, but they would have to be in a tank so that they can't. It keeps separate. banging yeah, against no, the so glass. They're not using their flippers, trying to get in there or anything. We don't want, no, no, no. want to have to cancel that host too, you know? I don't know. Is it? Uh, but, but the dolphin didn't understand MJ. <laughs> Did you see the story? We covered it on Side Stories this week of the woman that had to be, she had to stop. She visited the zoo for one monkey every day, this monkey named Cheetah, and she developed a relationship with this monkey mm. where she came every week to visit this monkey, blowing kisses at it, like giving it peaks of her titties and stuff. I'm not certain if it was always that far, but stuff like she'd like smash her titties up against the glass and stuff like that. And like but the problem is that they had to, the Belgian zoo people had to tell her to stop coming because she said that Cheetah was becoming too interested in the people and not. And then that what that was doing was making the rest of his group of monkeys isolate him because he wasn't like consorting with them anymore because he was getting horned up by this woman that kept coming to the glass. You know, 
I I get it. I think we've all been there before. And, you know, just like, why why would I want when I want to touch those? Why would I want to hang out with the other monkeys anymore? That's the thing. And hopefully that's well, not what's happening with the dolphin. Hopefully the dolphin will be all right. But it's hard. The, the cheetah is 38 years old, which means it comes out that that's when chimps start getting really aggressive. Oh. So if actually he did be let out of the cage and maybe she, she tried to make love to this chimp, honestly, the chimp would probably eat her face off and eat her hands and stuff like that. Because Henry, once are they you get past actually a describing age, yourself, but via the chimp? No. <laughs> I mean, I feel like this I'm is not allowed to go to, to your talk. No. <laughs> but before my brother becomes a chimpanzee, we have a celebrity conspiracy to get into. Do you, you believe, believe it? Yes, I'll sing it with you, MJ. Do you believe that Joan Crawford cursed the name of Pepsi. Yes. <laughs> now, Henry, this actually goes, this is this is more of an inside family thing. It's very, very strange that Vicky Sage wrote in, thank you so much, Vicky Sage, that wrote in this conspiracy that Vicky Sage came up with on her own. I'm very proud of you. And also wrote in of like, maybe this is outdated for most page seven listeners, but you know, hell, it's outdated for my mid thirties ass. So you could ignore it if you want. You know what, Vicky Sage, we're not going to ignore it. We're not going to ignore it. We have a personal connection to Joan Crawford. (gasps) This is one of those like very weird trivia things about the Zabrowski family. Tell me. So our grandfather on our mother's side was the head of travel for PepsiCo for many, many years. So back in the day, his job was to be a celebrity liaison for all of the original like celebrity endorsers, like people that were like Pepsi people. John Wayne, that they got to meet. Um, Danny Kay, your yeah, favorite. Like our yeah, and our grandfather's like how we have pictures of our grandfather with all of Ronald these, like, Reagan. Like, she, he got to know Ronald Reagan. He got to know Richard Nixon. Yeah, he, he got has to know like Henry a signed Kissinger. letter from Richard My Nixon favorite. to him personally. Your Thank favorite. You. That's your favorite. We know, <laughs> know how much you love Nixon. You're such a Nixon head. Nixon. Kissinger, Reagan, my top three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you love them. Top three, baby. <laughs> but um, also, my uh, grandfather was there on was there in Dallas on the day that JFK was shot. Also, Pepsi was the uh, company that helped shadow fund the Bay of Pigs invasion because when the CIA did not get official. Uh, government funding for that and official government backup, which created the resentment, which is the reason why some people thought that the CIA killed JFK, that uh, the Pepsi was one of the people that funded that illegal uh, operation, right? They went to go do that. It's very interesting. But, But through all of this, he got to know Joan Crawford. Joan Crawford married the president of PepsiCo. While our grandfather worked at Pepsi. Yes. So, Vicky Sage, you had no idea, but this is actually very into everything <laughs> our family is obsessed with. Yes. Oh, my and God. Joan, and when he died, she took over the company. Like, she became the de facto president of PepsiCo for a period of time. So, she became really close with our grandfather and then, therefore, became really close with our mother. And then, so then Jane Crawford ended up being at my mom's first wedding. What? And was there, oh yeah, and she has like a letter from Joan Crawford, all this shit. She's got the Joan Crawford diamonds. She's oh got my diamonds. God. It's, but it's great. 
So it's so it's actually like it's very interesting because also as someone that like I was obsessed with watching Mommy Dearest and watch it like the the movie Mommy Dearest. Now we know that you know that Mommy Dearest is technically they believe that it was mostly slander. Oh yeah, of course it was. But it was like based off of Tina's book about how horrible her mother was. Of course <laughs> it's gonna be like at least uh exaggerated to some extent. I mean I don't know. I mean some people just get hardcore beat by their actress mothers, but it might not have been her. It might not have been. Yeah, it might have been a different mother that she different had mother that was coming there. Her horribly. No, certain um, people because this... you know who I've heard is very scary is Lily Rabe. Really? She's apparently very scary. Why? What do you mean very scary? In what way? She's an intense woman, very scary, mercurial, beautiful though. <laughs> kind of a Naomi Campbell style where she like throws phones and shit. I want to get into what Vicky Sage came like. So this is something that she created this conspiracy and like has put this together. It's like for an original. Us. So. This is an original. This is wow. not even. This is not even an internet conspiracy theory, and I just I'm so impressed by you. Omg! So um, I love this because a few years ago she says during grad school. Shout out to MJ, you're doing mm-hmm. great. And a bit before, I became fixated with classic Hollywood and studio system movies. My first love on the silver screen was Joan Crawford. And during this time, I began to develop the conspiracy of the Joan Crawford Pepsi curse. So, like you said, Henry, she married Alfred Steele in 1955, a high-up executive at PepsiCo. Dude was making big money, and Joan was now one of the highest-paid women in Hollywood. And then Alfred Steele died four years into their marriage in 1959. But that didn't stop Joan from trying to take action in the doings of Pepsi and eventually made her way onto the board of directors. She's been noted as making major contributions to the company, even winning an award for, quote, making the most significant contribution to company sales. But in 1973, Joan was forced to retire and always the jilted party, Joan was pissed. And in my mind, cursed Pepsi and those choosing to promote the company, dooming the spokesperson to ill fates. Examples include, number one, Michael Jackson. We don't need to go into all that, but remember when he (laughs) caught his hair on fire? You remember when he caught his hair on fire when he was filming the Pepsi commercial? Uh Why you gotta do this shit? Tell me I put jam in my hair. Yeah, and then his hair went on on fire. fire. Number two, the Spice Girls. They promoted Pepsi in ads using their song Move Over, but not long after that, Jerry Hollowell left, then the whole group disbanded. But they made their money already. She, they had made their money already, but however, this is what the, the conspiracy is that the person that is endorsing it is now cursed. What about the little Number girl? Three, is the little Britney girl on the list? Spears. And oh, the little girl's on Okay, all right. Number three, Britney Spears. And uh, I think we all know how this has gone since her Pepsi ad started in about 2001. Number four, the adorable curly hair little girl with the dimples. She gets Where shot or something? Now, other than being a Jesse Eisenberg sister. No, her just her career's done. Well, that's not a curse. That's a She blessing. just wasn't. Yeah, she's just not talented. <laughs> <laughs> or she and was finally, and she cashed out. Yep. <laughs> and finally, Vicky Sage must note, Madonna was saved from the curse when Pepsi pulled her ad after the Like a Prayer video was released. Now, there's one person that has not been. Kendall Jenner. Good one. No, not, no, not cursed is Beyonce. Beyonce is one of the few people that has worked for Pepsi and whose promotional working for Pepsi did not ruin their career. What was the one? Wasn't it Kendall Jenner the one who like handed the Pepsi across the picket line? Yeah, oh yeah. During the, yes. during the, like the the Black Lives Matter stuff. It was all like the a, crazy. What if we all just rock, had a Pepsi yeah. together. All those protests, and she's like fixed it with Pepsi. 
Do you see how, how lumpy I am? I'm, I'm take, Kendall. Is that Kendall Jenner? I'm going to take Vicky Sage's theory and turn it on its head and Whoa. say, what if she blessed Pepsi? Because again, Spice Girls disbanding, mm-hmm. it's not like it was a blessing for the world. They could have stayed together, but it was obviously fine for all of them. They're all totally fine. Right. It was good for them. Michael Jackson probably needed his hair caught on fire. Like, Well, it got him addicted to pills. and then the worst thing that... <laughs> happened to him it was a actually that's what i will say because technically i think that really started his downfall because then he got addicted to the pain pills and then he started looking up kids buttholes like they were periscope and he was looking out their mouth and then like that's where things really slid for him and then came out that horrible black and white album and let's put him off to the side uh and (laughs) the little girl not having to work again that's great she made her money she's good she's jesse eisenberg's sister what else do you need and uh and so yeah i think that this might actually what if a ghost could give a blessing instead of a curse? That's just my question. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> I like it. Turn it on its positive head because obviously Pepsi's not going anywhere, and um, Pepsi's going to be it's going to be in charge of of, of many different monopolies. Uh, in oh Secret yeah, and, uh, that is that little girl. I'm looking her up right now. She was like, oh yeah, she was like in all of that shit. Oh yeah, she did a bunch of stuff as a little girl. I wonder what she did. I wonder if she was like at the fucking. The insurrection. <laughs> Where was she at? She was, um, so, but she is Jesse no, she Eisenberg's was on, sister. Yes, and then she went to Broadway. Oh, good. That's fun. a good. That's what she went. Is a blessing. She went to Broadway. <laughs> bless. She was in the Good Guy. She was in the Goodbye Girl. She was in um. C- Claire bicentennial Boots, man. <laughs> no one whose curse could be in bicentennial man. Nobody. You're right. Except for Robin Williams. Except for Robin. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> So um, sad. I think that this is a great. I'm just so excited. Thank you so much. So do you? So obviously you believe, but maybe the opposite, MJ. I believe, but the opposite. I love this theory. Okay. I just think that we could turn that frown upside down. Upside down. All Henry? he knows is that I've had a Pepsi recently, and it's not as good as I remember. Whoa, it's very syrupy. It's a lot. It is, but Coke is very syrupy. But Coke is kind of an overall better experience. As I, I, because I don't drink soda as much anymore. So now it's stuff like when I drink a Coke, it's like my whole body goes like, and I don't have the same reaction when I drink a Pepsi. Well, I need your whole body to go whoa, 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 because it's time for the list. Yay! Who's got the list? MJ gotta have have that list. This list. 15 actors whose bodies were wrecked by their movies. Mm-hmm. So I had brought, I've like included this list because of all of the heat right now that Sarah Paulson is getting. American um, Horror for Story? Wearing a fat suit in, no, not, no. Uh, She's for so good the in the new American Horror Story. Is she really? She's so good. No, I was talking about her in the impeachment American crime story that she's playing um, Marsha Clark (laughs) and she's wearing, or I'm I'm sorry, she's playing Linda Tripp. She's playing Linda Tripp? That was played by John Goodman on Saturday Night Live. And so she wore a fat suit for it, (laughs) even though originally she had said that she would never wear a fat suit and that she was going to gain the weight for it. She understood how difficult that was as soon as she started trying, probably in that process. I would assume, and it's hard for me because I think that as a fat woman I think that there is a time and a place, I think like, if you're a pretty little liars and it is a, um, it's just the butt of a joke, if it's a shallow shallow hell and it's just the butt of a joke, it's just to make someone look disgusting but part of me does like I mean, she's trying to look like fucking Linda Tripp. 
You know, I, it's, I, I mean, I, they could have definitely hired somebody who looked like Linda Tripp. I think that's the argument, right? They should have hired Paulson, someone else. very that's talented. Hard. I know that she is the like American crime story person. Yes. But I do think that that's the argument. But I also hear you, Jackie, that like, you know, if, if it's going to be like, we're going to just stick with her. Then you can, you know, call it makeup. Again, it doesn't feel like fat suit, like shallow Hal style. No, I do it's feel classy. a little bit different about this, but you're completely right. They should have hired someone that was an older, bigger woman and given them. Yeah, the but it's not going to be Sarah Paulson. That's the problem. It's not going to be Sarah Paulson. So it's like, so you're going to get one or the other. I also think like, what are we going to do? We're going to be mad about the nutty professor. Come on. Cancel it. When it comes down to it. That's a fun. That was fun. When they... I mean, but the clumps. The clumps. We're going to be mad about the clumps. Hercules. 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 Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. But did you know that Russell Crowe is missing cartilage in his toes because of Cinderella Man. It was the result of the movements he was forced to make in the moves in the movies fight sequences. He played a heavyweight boxing champion. I listened to him and Howard Stern not that long ago, and he was talking about how he lives a life of constant pain. He really hurt himself back in the day doing stunts because he said that, and he regrets it for forever because he said that he was like too masculine back in the day to let stuntmen do his shit. But uh, guess what it did? It wrecked his whole fucking life. Wow. So he said that every day he lives in pain. He's got, uh, he's got he's, they, no cartilage in his toes. You could you could tip him right over. <laughs> but like, don't, because I think he's um, drunk like, enough. Hey, 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 help me. Hey, what you do? Maybe that's why what he's you so do famously not nice because he's, Got no cartilage in his toes. He's I tell in you pain. what, I once sat next to him while he was eating breakfast once. And the thing about him, what I know now because of my time with him, <laughs> is that he's very smelly. That could also contribute to him not being nice because he's every he's got <laughs> very smelly. And Natalie worked with him on Noah, and he was he was not nice at the time. But then he but he's very professional. Well, speaking speaking of professional, Johnny Knoxville's eye fell out. While he was shooting Action Point, he blew his nose after a really bad concussion and his left eye popped out. It turned out that one of his bones around his eye was destroyed. Cool. Oh, <laughs> I think it's, you know, there are things in your life that until you hear it said aloud, you're like, oh, that's um, <laughs> that's a nightmare of mine. Oh, that's, uh, I think, something that, like, I don't know how I would live after. Because I know that, like, you just put it back in. And I know that it's good, probably going to be fine. But the feeling of it popping out, I'm like, how do I not think about that every night when I go to sleep. You'd, yeah. you'd scream. Um, and the same thing happened to Raul Julia. <gasps> oh, yeah, that's why he had the eye pop out thing, though. Didn't he, he had that, that thing. Yeah, it's like that bulging eye syndrome, whatever it is, but he sneezed. It's like a cartoon. <laughs> he sneezed at a bar and his eye popped out. And two, I forgot, it was during the shooting of Street Fighter. And then he went like, and popped just it stuck back it back in. in his head like he was Mr. Potato Head. It's so <laughs> sweet. 
Can That's you imagine cool being fu- at a bar and looking over and being like, that guy's oh. going to sneeze. And then being like, his eye popped oh. out. Pop it back in. Although I think part of it, oh, like I've always wanted that speaking of our grandfather of like, I am looking forward to having like, either like I can take out my eye or I can take out my teeth Jackie, just to scare you have perfect the children teeth. because- Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then I'll pop out my eyes Ooh. and then I'll start putting them in your beer. And you'll be like, oh, 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 oh what a spooky beer. But speaking <laughs> of body parts on your face, Ooh. Helena Bonham Carter perforated Matthew Lewis's eardrum oh my in God. Harry Potter. In a scene where Bellatrix threatens Neville Longbottom, she poked his ear with her wand just as he moved. Oh. Luckily, the injury was temporary. Also a nightmare. At least it was as he moved because, like, I thought that meant like she was putting the wand inside of his ear to make him upset because I was talking to a friend of mine not that long ago. He was like, man, have you ever, he's like, if you still use Q-tips, which you shouldn't, I was using a Q-tip while I was walking no. and I tripped and no. I perforated my no. ear. I use a I Q-tip. Like, I use it the bad way every day. You're not supposed to, Henry. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, guess what? I do it though. You're bad. To <laughs> yeah, I'm not bone. supposed to. There's a lot of shit I'm not supposed to do, but Whoa. I still fucking do it. Right? I eat a lot of fucking bad now. fats. Yeah, I'm a rebel. You so are. yeah, do I do do I give myself an ear orgasm? Yes. Uh, okay, but Daniel Craig lost his two front teeth. This is a literal nightmare of mine. I have this nightmare all the time. My teeth fall out. Daniel Craig lost his two front teeth on the shoot of Casino Royale. They were knocked out during a fight scene, but apparently he was cool and collected about it. They quickly flew him to a dentist to replace his teeth. Yeah, because he's fucking Daniel Craig. You get flown immediately to a dentist and they can fix it. Can you imagine how long it would take? It takes me a week and a half just to get a dentist appointment. Then I'd show up with my two teeth in my hands and then would be like, mm, I don't, these teeth are, these are bad. We're going to have to put some starter teeth or like some kind of like weird, like no. they put on like, you know, those donuts they put on your, like your tire or whatever. Like if you get a flat that you could drive around for 20 miles, but it's just like two fake chiclet teeth. Ooh, <laughs> I thought you meant like a butt donut. So that you're gonna put like a big like inflatable thing inside your mouth, like I could do it, especially if you tell me not to do it. You could. You are bad to the bone yep. right now. Yep, I'm a rebel. And our last item on the list, Kate Winslet got injured on Titanic so much that they had to keep track of her bruises. Oh my! Makeup God. artists would take photos of the bruises to ensure continuity, and she chipped a bone in her elbow at one point during the shoot too. That must have been when all of the moving sets and shit. She must have just kept crashing into things. She's got that fair skin. Those pale, pale, soft skin. I mean, and it must bruise so she's easily. Beautiful. She I must do. be careful. Ah, I hope she's careful. I hope wherever she is, she's in styrofoam. You Mayor, think, of no. East Town. Mayor of Easttown. Mayor of Easttown. I hope Mayor she didn't get East hurt Town. on that. I hope so too, because oh she would bruise so easily. I saw Jillian Anderson once in person. Frail? Oh, she bruises easily. Very frail. No. Well, she was on crutches, so yes, at the time she was very frail. Oh. <laughs> no, I was trying to remember the name of that, because everything that we read, like, I've never actually watched, I know that there's a show about the making of the Titanic and how awful it was. Ooh, and what a I fucking watch nightmare that. it was. And I can't, bring myself to watch it because I know that everything, because it's like, remember we talked about this on here before when like a bunch of people got dosed with PCP yeah. on one, like uh, uh, during one of the like meals. That's cool. And shit that, like that would that be perfect like, for me because what? it was a, sh- it was like a movie that I had such extremely strong feelings about for like, one year and then have now I have no stake in Titanic so it's like <laughs> it is no problem yeah, for me if I find out that it was awful it's not like many movies that I love 
that I if you tell me that Singing in the Rain is an awful movie, I, I'm like, don't. I'm not going to watch that documentary about why it's awful. I don't want to know that. But I don't care if Titanic is because it's not like I need that movie, you know. So it's like I hear I'm yeah. fine with that. No, well, that works. Our hearts do go on <laughs> sometimes. Except when you finally die. Oh, you just turn into dirt. But, you just turn into worm food. But will That's my heart is. go on? No. If I can't see anymore? Oh. Because <sighs> I think I'm going blind. Items. Oh, oh I can't, can't see them. <laughs> but I, I can see them because of Holden's still in daddy town. Yeah, he's becoming the... Uh, the old mayor of Daddy Town. I think actually he might be the garbage man of Daddy Town. Daddy oh, Town needs a garbage nice. man. You produce a lot of garbage. I can't even yeah, imagine. Where are you gonna put it? <laughs> I can't even imagine what you do with all these diapers. Oh, uh, now this one. You know what? This this blind got me yelling about other things. Mm. So this is more for you, MJ. This a hole actor has been acting since he was a kid. Yelled at his model girlfriend at dinner the other night until she broke down in tears. He also wouldn't let her go to the bathroom because then everyone would think he was a jerk and made her run off crying. But I need more than that. Who, a-hole actor when he was a kid. Now I'm just thinking about Leonardo DiCaprio, but... Okay, so no, um, for a show that we both still currently watch. And he... Cole Sprouse? Broke the heart... <gasps> Yes. Yeah, I bet he's press. mean because his show's not getting as much play as he thought it would and as it was a year ago. Nobody cares about the show anymore. It's past. It's in the past tense now. Ouch. Well, it's not in the past um, tense. We still care. On we still care. You're show talking we like to, the to the call Riverdale people. Roundup that happens every <laughs> week. <laughs> you should check it out. Well, I guess now Henry's going to have to guest star on the show and he's going to have to watch Riverdale. Yeah, you know if I was on Riverdale, I would just play a child molester. No, no you're, you're guesting on you... our podcast. You have to watch. We're going to make you watch all five. Is there five seasons? Jesus yeah. You're not going to get Riverdale money. No. No. I no. will watch a current new episode and then try to describe to you what I think is happening. That I mean, I do always love that. Yeah. I just went on a tirade earlier because it makes me angry when someone that's like, man, he's openly vitriolic towards fans. He is openly angry all the time about like everyone being in his business. Bro, this is what you're. This is what you're in. Your twin, who was like working and a working actor when you guys were both working together, has chosen not to be in entertainment. Yeah, maybe just don't do it then. Yeah, bro. Yeah, I know what to say. You sign up for a certain job. You get rid of your privacy. The fans are the best part of the job. That's what I don't understand. Having people like you everywhere you go, that's kind of like the, the dream of yeah. being a hollow person like we are in the entertainment industry. I need people to like me just for my presence. And Cole Sprouse also had so much goodwill built up around him. It was like everyone was like, oh, you're like the Zach and Cody. You're the big daddy boy. Like he had so like it's just he's just been burning through it. Like you're in Riverdale. Like he could have had he could have totally been like a oh, like that was a child star who grew up and then had like a good career and he's fine. And instead he's like having a good career, but he's not nice. He probably got promised a bunch of shit how like all of the stuff was going to like lead to a bunch of like movies and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And then when it didn't materialize, he got really bitter. Yeah. And well, who knows? And maybe that's what was going on with this couple. Or maybe the she parents. was stealing his money. Do you know that? Maybe the model was stealing all of his money. He was yelling at her for good reason. But oh. she is like, oh, she's a well-known model. <laughs> she doesn't need his fucking money. I don't money. know. I don't know. I was just, I didn't want to be. No, I, don't. I like it. I like where your head's. I like, you know, you're digging for gold. <laughs> but there is... A voice recording of this foreign-born A-list, mostly movie actress, after finishing a take in a recently released sequel. 
The recording is an epic blowout between the actress and her A-list actor husband. The recording lasts about five minutes before she realized the sound was still rolling from the scene. The recording is the complete opposite of how they portray themselves to the public. Oh, no, there are so many clues in this. I'm not going to be able to ask for more so clues. So foreign okay. woman actress and currently in a sequel. Currently in a sequel, both A-list. Correct. Husband and wife with a foreign-born wife. And Movie theatrical release? Yes, theatrical release. And I will say they were in the movie and or created it together. I know, Emily Blunt and John Krasinski. That Good job, Henry! Dead. On A Quiet Place 2, which is um, some of the nods in John this. Krasinski's full of shit, but he's a better director than he's an actor. I do like what he's doing as, an, as a director. I think he's doing a good job. But the fact that he sold the concept of good news. Yeah. I remember, remember when that the he sold time. We've been talking some good shit on news. This. Henry and I screamed about John Krasinski for such a long time. <laughs> Being like, he just sold the concept of yeah. good news for $20 million. Yeah. Yeah. But you notice that did not materialize. Interesting how it <laughs> did it. How everyone why. was so excited about wholesome content and now they're not anymore. All right. <laughs> and this is our last one. And this is another throwback one that um, I, I'm a little sad that Holden's not here uh, because I had no idea about this. Okay. But they recently did an episode on him. So, foreign born actor was involved in multiple movie franchises, including some of the biggest ever. I'm not going to say what they are, but I'll give you clues later on if you need them. He was right there in the front and center. He had an extremely long career that spanned nearly six decades. This is actually not about his acting career, though. It's about a book that's currently being written about him. Specifically, several chapters in this book had to be removed from the book because this foreign government didn't want them to see the light of day. Our actor, during World War II, was tasked with trying to figure out a way to kill Adolf Hitler. It was his main focus for nearly the last year of the war. And because of that, he also spent a great deal of time tracking other high-ranking Nazi officials and was responsible for many kills prior to the end of the war and then after the war, tracking them down and arresting them. The book did a deep dive into the Hitler stuff, but also whether it's true that he was the one person not in the Soviet army who was shown the bodies of Hitler and the Goebbels family. Foreign-born Foreign born actor. actor. Who, yes. who Holden, so he's like got to be in a nerd movie. It's not like Ian McKellen, is it's it? It's not, but it is similar. Patrick Stewart? Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee. Ah. Ding, ding, ding. Well, Christopher, Christopher Lee, Lee. he yeah. talks openly about how he's killed many people. But then there's all, what I've heard is that that is also, that might be exaggerated. Whoa. Because the story is on Lord of the Rings. He was just like, well, when you actually kill a man, it's actually very silent. What's important is that you stab a man in the lung. And as you, the air comes out of him and dies in a silent fashion. <laughs> Like, all right, Chris. That's exactly what I was talking with Jeff about this this morning when I saw the thing, and he was like, "Yeah," because they were talking about that literal thing of like, um, he was supposed to be stabbed in the lung, and they wanted him to like, like scream, wanted to make gurgling noises, and he's like, screaming no, noises. no, a man who stabbed in the lung, he dies silently. He dies silently. <laughs> so like, Whoa, right. lunchtime. Um, we gotta go. Oh, so. man, that oh, rules. We gotta though. get in. Yeah. What that Nazi killer? Put that in the top line of your bio. That's cool. Honestly, more right? actors should have had more experience killing people. You know what I mean? <laughs> I really feel like more actors should have went to war and should have done more of that. Wow. Get in there, you know. Feel Adam the Driver. real human feelings. I don't Adam know if Adam Driver. Driver saw. I don't think he saw any combat though. Maybe I'm wrong. 
Did he see combat? No, I think that he had he had an injury that he was like he was like I think about to be deployed if I remember correctly. Didn't he say I thought he was like famously at PTSD or something? Is it? I don't know. I thought that he wasn't or I thought that he just like was more about like the upset of like ready to give your life for your country and then it all got taken away from him. Because he was a Marine. So he just had to use but his big face in a different way. He's yeah, got he those strangest... Face. People love his body, but it's it's interesting. <laughs> I think he looks great. What are you talking about? I still, But also, I'm a Last Jedi stand, and I love it so much that I wasn't going to watch that. I have not... I have never not... I've never not seen a Star Wars movie into the last new movie because it made me so sad the way that they all treated it, the, the way The Last Jedi went down because I love that movie so damn much. I understand i don't i haven't seen all of them and i have That's no fine. idea but i haven't I'm seen the mandalorian and i won't i won't see it but also i can see again oh wow! congratulations thank you so much but before we go we've got to do our shout outs oh. shout. Shout. shout shout let shout it all out, out. These, these are, are the, the emails that, that you wrote in about come on, come on. We're gonna read them to you. Come on. Perfect. Oh, it's gonna come out just one day after, but Melissa has sent in an amazing shout out to their best friend, Hannah, who is turning 25 on the 1st of September. Yes, that was yesterday. And yes, I know it's the same birthday as Zendaya, no big deal. But Melissa is so sweet. And Melissa says, Hannah is a wickedly funny, intelligent, beautiful soul who has made my life a thousand times better for being in it. We were co-workers at Sephora when we first met, commiserating over ridiculous customers and horrible makeup trends. Our friendship grew from there, and I can honestly say she is the best. She doesn't take shit from anybody and can make me roll over laughing at her jokes. She's been there for me through layoffs and relationship woes, always there to let me vent or calm me down. I take credit for introducing her to Last Podcast Network and Page 7 and thus cementing our friendship by watching Cats for my birthday this past May. And I'm so happy, Melissa and Hannah, that you both love the Pregnant with Cats episode all hail the virgo queen and that is not the only virgo queen we've got in our shout outs today we are giving a shout out to my sweet sweet sarah bug from rob happy 29th birthday he says, I'm so happy that you and my sibling became, I will say, Rob, I had to read this a couple of times because I was like, wait a second, is this, I I don't know, maybe I was just tired. I thought it was a yucky thing at first, and then I had to read it, and, um, but this is, Sarah Bug, your love is not yucky and your birthday's not yucky. Um, Rob says... I am so happy that you and my sibling became friends so long ago that I've been blessed to know you for nearly all my life. And I can't believe that I was so lucky as to commit the ultimate sibling sin and take the risk of kissing you all those years ago. You give me confidence to be myself even when it's tough. You fill my heart with love, my stomach with butterflies, and my brain with a warm, fuzzy feeling every time you hold me close. I love it. Thanks for being my little spoon but more importantly, my big spoon when you can see that I need it too. I'm so proud of you for everything you've achieved this year and I know it's just going to get better and better because you are easily one of the most talented and hardworking people I've ever met. I couldn't imagine making our dreams come true with anyone else. My lover bug, my baby bead, my little shug. I love you with my whole heart. 
Rob. Now, Rob, your pet song, I don't know what song it is, and I like it, because you said if you feel like putting your own spin on a classic pet song of ours, and I'm going to assume it's sweet, sweet baby bean, the sweetest bean that I ever seen, my sweet baby bean. It might not be that song, though. <laughs> I love you guys and I love your love. And beautiful Jared wrote in a shout out to his co-host. I love it. I wanted to give a shout out to my co-host, Michael Costa. Our podcast, The Photography Brothers, just passed 30 episodes. And his hard work, passion, and dedication allowed us to put out great content even during the pandemic. Thanks for all your inspiration and making a show that reminds me not to take life so seriously all the time. I love you so much. And thank you so much, Jared, for writing in. And again, the podcast is called The Photography Brothers. Check it out with Jared and Michael Costa. And we've got a beautiful self-shout-out. You know I love a self-shout-out. This goes out to you, Kara. I'm shouting myself out for starting a new position at my work. I'm proud of myself for leaving a not great situation. Now I'll have weekends off. I'm starting to see some stuff come together in my life and feel better all around. Hell yeah, Kara. You fucking go get it. There is. It is so difficult to force and enact change in our lives, but it, it's so necessary and I'm so proud of you for doing it. And I've got a kiss and a hug that goes out to Nate. Nate, I loved your email and thank you so much for writing in. And Nate wanted to give a shout out to his younger brother, Davis Coltrane, and their cousin Jack for introducing him to the LPN network. He says, the last podcast boys taught me that I'm not a psychopath and page seven taught me how to understand pop culture. I'm just a silly exterminator who loves his wife and adoptive daughter and we love you too, Nate. And he absolutely loved, in fact, I need you to know, Nate, that I, I sent this specifically to Holden so that he would see it. I love that you wrote, congratulations on fatherhood, blessings to your family. The generic thing is to call you a lizard, but you are so cool, you're a dragon. Your daughter is a cool-ass dragon princess. Ugh, love it, Nate. Thank you so much. And we've got another Virgo queen. It's Tim's girlfriend's birthday on September 3rd. And yes, Carrie, this birthday shout-out goes out to you! He says, you beautiful, magnificent bastard, it's your birthday. Here we are, another weird trip around the sun. Another great episode of Page 7 to listen to while driving across the state for barbecue or donuts or cooking dinner together. Thank you for introducing me. This amazing podcast, it adds to the list of reasons I love you and I hope today is as exciting as second breakfast and I love you so very much. Ah, another love that I love. And we've got a great shout out coming in from Erica Squared. Yes, that's what I called, y'all. Keeks is named Erica, but goes by Keeks. And Keeks is sending love to Erica, but not the original Erica. She's a different Erica. Keeks says, I just landed my dream job in the toy industry, which entails moving from Chicago to New York, which means you're leaving your Erica behind. She says, I'm so excited, but every time I think about leaving Erica, my heart breaks into a million pieces, so I've been pushing her away. They didn't call me Eric Cunt in high school for nothing. Love it. I feel like I definitely, um, if I was your friend, I would 100% would have called you Eric Cunt. I, um, it's great. 
She says, baby, I want you to know that no matter where this next venture takes me, I will never find a friend who loves as fiercely or unwaveringly as you. I know you've been feeling stuck lately, but I'm so proud of you and don't know what I would do without our 3 a.m. driveway hot boxes, Jeopardy marathons, or game nights. I adore you endlessly and I'm thankful for you every single day. Ah. Oh, friendship love is just as important or even more important than your regular partnership. And it makes me so happy. Thank you guys so much for writing in your shout outs. And you can write in shout outs to page seven podcast at gmail.com. That is page the number seven podcast at gmail.com along with anything. If you've got an article you want me to check out, if you've got a celebrity conspiracy theory you want me to check out, I am here and ready and willing legs akimbo and all thank you guys so much for writing in and i love you i love you i love you and thank you guys so much for joining us and thank you so much henry for thank joining you. us for page seven i know that um we all miss holden but having fun new guests to give us a smile really puts us into a happy zone happy yes zone. if you have any chance scary? watch the 50 part documentary about chris chan and see you what that does to you mentally. I've been trying to get me to watch this for I so want someone long. to share my pain with me and I need to figure out someone to speak to about it because Kissel won't watch it. Marcus definitely won't watch it. And it's pure pain. It is literally nothing but that. It's, it's not. Yeah, I'm going to leave that to it? your sister. I'm not going to do that for you. Sorry. Don't do that. Don't do that. You don't, you don't have want to me do to this. do it, Henry? No, no, you have to. <laughs> Oh, okay. MJ, save yourself. Yeah, no, it just took me three weeks to finish <laughs> F-Boy Island, so don't give me any big assignments, okay? Yeah, but it's all about, is this? Is there a reason, Henry, that you want me to get into this, like, incest story? I need you to tell, I need to speak with somebody. I understand. It. I felt the same way about The Green Knight, which we still haven't been able to talk about. But thank you, and... Um, Third act was interesting. It was, it was all very interesting. And Henry... Where can we find you? Where? I don't fucking know, man. Um, oh, you can find the last podcast on the left. I do that. I'm on. Uh, oh, God. Oh, no. You don't even know, bro? Last podcast on the left. Yeah. And then, yeah, and everything else. And thank you so much. All the other so shit. <laughs> My name is Jackie Zabrowski. You can follow me on Instagram at Jack That Worm and come check out. I've been doing more Twitch stuff because I miss it and I miss Holden over at twitch.tv forward slash oh no, it's Jackie on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And I've been playing around with playing some Monster Prom on Friday. So come roll through and check it out, MJ. I'm MJ and I'm MJKLCat on Instagram. Yeah. We love it. And we love you and we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. 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 See you in hell. No. <laughs> See you in hell. Okay. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.
I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I'm excited to be teaming up with Lexus GX and SiriusXM on some very special 99PI episodes. We're heading to some of the cities in the U.S. that have special meaning for me and exploring the ways that these cities marry form and function. To learn more about the Lexus GX and SiriusXM and Lexus vehicles, visit Lexus.com slash GX and SiriusXM.com slash Lexus trial. The all-new Lexus GX. Live up to it. Check out the 99% Invisible feed now and listen to these special episodes. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.